Hey everyone, Mario Barecki here, and I am known as the Conversation Guy. I'm also the founder of MediaMar, and at MediaMar, we help thought leaders craft and distribute conversations that convert. I believe everything starts with a conversation. I believe conversations are the most powerful way to create connections, to create relationships, and to create opportunities with each other. So everything has a basis in conversation. And on this podcast that you're about to listen to, I'm going to have 10-minute conversations with thought leaders to do just that, create relationships, create opportunity, but more importantly, to convey value, value from them and their perspective and how they operate on a daily basis, and to really tell a story that can bring some value and positivity tips, tricks, ideas, what have you, to your life to make it better. So sit back, relax, buckle in. It's going to be a wild ride. I know those things don't quite go together. Sit back, relax, and buckle in. But it's going to be a lot of fun, and we're going to get the conversation started right now. And as always, don't forget, if you like what you hear, please rate and review our podcast. It is my honor and privilege to bring back onto the line Ed Lattimore. He's a former professional heavyweight boxer, a competitive chess player, and a best-selling author. His writings focuses on self-development, realizing your potential, and sobriety, all of which he approaches from personal experience. He's overcome poverty, he's overcome addiction, and he's just his story is phenomenal. We started on the last episode, so go back, get yourself caught up. You can hear about how he got into boxing, you know where that's taken him in his life, and now we're going to start from that point and go on to where he is today and some other really uh, cool things that he's accomplished. He's just he's accomplished a lot in in his life so far. You can check out his blog edlatimore.com and there you can also connect with him across social media. Ed, welcome back to the show, my friend. Hey, thanks for having me back again, man. Feels like just a few moments ago. <laughs> <laughs> Deja vu all over again, as Yogi Berra would say. <laughs> but um, it's great to have you on again. And I just, I love your story. I think that like, I, I see a lot of my story and your story, the way like one thing led to the other, led to the other. And there's certain points in our lives where we can see where we made that decision that kind of set us off on a path where if we would have made another decision, we'd be somewhere completely different. It's like, I think of the golf ball, right? If you hit a golf ball and you hit it flush, if if you're driving it, that ball can go straight 300 yards. But if you turn that club head, and you're a math guest, you'll appreciate this, just a millimeter. If you turn (laughs) it either direction, a millimeter, you know how small a millimeter is? But if you turn that club head just a millimeter in either direction, that ball's trajectory is going to end up completely different then straight down the fairway, it's going to end up hundreds of yards either to the right or to the left just with that one millimeter shift. And I think that that's a good analogy for for our lives and the decisions we make. Absolutely. You can't see the future, uh, but it's coming. So the best thing you can do since you can't see it is aim to create it. And you do that with, with your actions daily and you create intentional, like I was saying before, you, you have a thing you're trying to accomplish. And along the way, as long as you're, you're trying to make something happen, that's going to be constructive for the world. You tend to put yourself in a better position. You tend to cause other good things, great things to happen. And I think that's a really good way to like, introduce what I wanted to, to discuss, which is, you know, a lot of people ask, well, well, how does this guy who box 
next, uh, how did he get a degree in physics? And and I earned my degree in physics from Duquesne University eventually. I know I talked about the college slander I had before. I still have the same slander. The difference is, you know, now no one can tell me I'm, I'm it's sour grapes. I went and put the real work in it and got a, got a pretty heavy degree. And that was a very, very uh, challenging <laughs> experience. I can and, imagine. I took physics in high school. And that was enough for me. I was like, yeah, I'm done with this. It was cool. I learned some stuff, but I don't want to take it any farther. You know what's so difficult about it? I, I like the thing about it because because they they say this is just what they say, right? Uh, is that the like the IQ of, of physics majors on average is the highest of any major? I don't know how true that is. Uh, here's what I do know. I know that the challenge with physics is that especially americans it's the first time you get you have to use math and you have to understand that you you can't your memory has almost no place in fact here's how worthless your memory is in physics in any physics exam you get to bring in an equation sheet now the typical student thinks that's cheating right but if physics are like, you can have all the equations you want. Can you solve problems? Can you visualize the outcome? Can you see how this works together and that works together and select the right equation to link the two? All right. So, so that's, that's the challenge. But, but how did I go from, from, you know, punching things to solving things? And, and this really starts, we go back to the drinking thing, is, is I, I had a, a moment. I woke up one day after I got back from my, my um my basic training for the military. I went out partying and, and got drunk. Didn't remember how I got where I was going. And I said, hold up. This, this is like, I can't continue this way. I had that moment like he has in the matrix where he's about to jump out the car when they're taking him to see Trinity. And he goes, and, and then he's like, Whoa, that's crazy. I'm not dealing with this. And, and Trinity goes, um, well, you know, you don't want to go down that road, Neil, because you you know exactly how it's going to end and you know how it's going to be there. And I, and I, I just remember vivid, very vividly at the age of 27, I was like, well, I'm going to be 33 one day. I'm going to have more options or fewer options. And I said, we're going to have more options. <laughs> so uh, but because I could not imagine living any like even being even being twice the person I was then because because that would still be a hop. I'm like 10, 20 times the guy conservatively. And so what I decided to do is is I decided I was going to go back to school. And I originally wanted to go back to school for math. And math was going to be the easy route because I was terrified of lab science. I wasn't good at math. I, was, I actually have an, I mean, I have an article on my website where I talk about how to learn math because I was terrible at math. I felt like almost all my classes in math, or at least did really poorly. And I, I went for this article, just so people could show, I wasn't just, you know, saying this. I went and ordered my high school transcript. At, at 35, I ordered my high school transcript just to make a point because I had to put a lot of work and effort in. And I put, put the transcript up on the, on the article. You can go see it on my website. Uh, but I, I wanted to make a point. I put a lot of effort and diligent incremental practice into becoming better at math, right? And I did that uh, because I knew I could do it. Well, I did it because I wanted the outcome, but I knew I could do it because because it was weird. I I, I, I didn't think I was the greatest athlete, but I looked at uh, what I did in boxing. And I went from being very uncoordinated, terrible footwork. It was the 
the joke of all the the people in the, in the city who watch me box to getting a little better, a little better, and eventually getting a sponsorship. I got I'm one of the few amateurs who got got paid while I was fighting. I got to live in LA because of my training. I earned fourth place, not fourth place. Uh, the the national ranking was I was fourth. Uh, I won a national title as an amateur, and I did all of these. And I said, okay, I did this by doing this, this incremental practice. I'm not a dummy, so let me see if this will work for math. And let me tell you, I went back to square one. I started relearning the concepts of algebra on my own. I remember being on my work break at, at a bank I worked at, looking up stuff on the computer at night, studying on my own, really, really trying to rebuild a foundation because I knew, because you can look online and see what the what the class requirements are. I knew I was going to have to know calculus. And to know calculus, that means you got to be real comfortable with everything before it. You can't just jump on the couch. You got you to know algebra. You got to know trig, uh, which means you need to be like, you need to sleep and breathe arithmetic. It's, you know, all of this stuff you don't think about, you really have to know. So I really needed to know that stuff. And on top of that, I had tried calculus before. I was terrified of it. Uh, I failed it three other times before. I, I, I ended up tutoring some kids get to help them get ready for the um the uh, what are they called the AP exams, right? Advanced placement. And I told the one girl, I said, "Look, don't worry about this calculus thing. We're good here. Don't you know? Now don't freak out and try and cancel me. But don't you know? I failed this class three times before I passed it." Yeah, I know everywhere you're going to make a mistake already. So let's just get on with it. But that comes, but but that kind of diligence comes from comes from boxing. So that's that's how I got into it because I wanted to, I, and I was originally going to go for engineering. Well, first math, then engineering, and then I took the physics class you got to take for engineering. And I said, wow, that's like magic, man. I predicted where I because it, it was a thing with projectile motion. Uh, which is just when when a, when a particle, as they call it, we'll just say an object, acts on another force, but the initial velocity and gravity, or no, the, the initial acceleration, gravity, and the angle. And I predicted it. Like, like I plugged some math in, put a spot on the ground, and it landed where it was supposed to go. And I said, wow, that's what I actually wanted to study this whole time. And And I didn't know if there were any jobs in it, because my goal at that point was to get a job. And I looked at it, I said, okay, I'll be able to get something with this. And it turned out to be really one of the best things that I did. Because it really, I mean, you want, you want to talk about getting your ego dragged in the mud? Uh, that that did it. You know, losing fights did it. They're, they're all, the, the whole part of growing, I think, is, is getting your ego just dragged through the mud. And just realizing that, that the only way you can proclaim to be anything worth listening to are worth following is you you got to get knocked down a lot man and get up if you ain't never been knocked down you don't know if you've been tested and i think that's what boxing does is that it it, it at the at, and at the most fundamental level your body <laughs> you know or you you've been punched you've been beat up you've been embarrassed are you coming back because if you're coming back you, you, you the same thing might happen there's no guarantee you're going to get better but there's something special that is developed in you when you when you take this route, uh, when you 
you got such a great story, man. One of the things that really stands out to me, because I'm not a math guy, at least that's the identity I have is like, <laughs> I'm more of an English. I like, I like English. I like science. Math was never my thing. And I, I think, I don't think it was that I wasn't good at math. I just don't think I was taught properly in the proper just ah. because that, I think that's what it was. But I remember being frustrated in high school because I was set up to take advanced placement science and English because I was very good in science and English. But in order to take those, I also had to take advanced placement math. <laughs> well, because of the private schooling that I had up to that point, I, was, I went to a Catholic school. We didn't learn a lot of math, but we learned the other stuff. So I was really good in that and not so good in math. So I'm taking these advanced math classes without taking the previous. So I took Algebra 2 before I even took Pre-Algebra or Algebra 1. And that messed me up from the get. And so I created this identity that I'm just not a math guy. I'm great at like addition, subtraction, the basics, but you start putting no letters in there with the numbers and I'm done. And so uh, when I think about your story, I think about like I had that, I have had that belief that you're either good at math or you're not. You, you can either know it or you don't, but learning it. And so seeing you as someone who published your transcript, who wasn't good at it, didn't absolutely love it and then learned it and got that degree in physics, that's a really cool thing for someone like myself to see, let alone all the listeners that are listening to this. One of the best things, you talked about the identity, one of the best things, once again, I'm so, so I'm just so grateful for boxing. You know, I, I talk a lot of trash about it because it really is a terrible way to make a living uh, and, and really a terrible way to live. But, but, it, but, you know, all terrible things make you better. So I guess that's where that comes from. I guess I'm looking at it from a position of comfort and I haven't gone through the fire now. Okay. But one of the best things about it is that I developed, I changed my mindset because that was the same way I had a fixed mindset. Boxing gradually forced me to think in terms of growth. There's no other way because, because at 22 with no prior experience, it's not like I was some great division one athlete or something like that. Like, no, I was, I was terrible. Like, like, and I'm not just, you know, I, I was big and could throw my arms fast. Like that was about it. But, but you should see some of these videos of, of like how I punched before. And it's just bad. Every now and then it'll come up in my uh, memories feed. And I'm like, wow, man, that's awful. Like, <laughs> and, but, 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 it, but it's, it's a good kind of, it's, it's progress. You get to see where you are and how far you can go despite being uh, technically in, uh, not so good. And we're, we're being generous when we say not so good. If you're willing to stick with a thing and realize, yes, you're going to get a little better. You're just going to practice. The problem with school, uh, you said you said that you hit the head and the nail on the head. Uh, just poor teaching. And we have a big problem with teaching two things, two subjects, especially in America, at least uh, math and foreign language. People think they can't learn a foreign language and they think they can't learn math. And any other difficult thing the other big problem we have is the school slice you up you they're like you got nine weeks to figure this out before we give you a grade and then we're gonna see how you do it nine more weeks and the reality is you know sometimes it, it just doesn't take it, it takes longer and and the long and the length of time it takes does not indicate your level of ability with it you see this all the time in sports what about that that's why i'm such a big fan of Tom Brady, because one of the things that is implied in Tom Brady's story, if you look at it, is that he spent his entire career as a backup and didn't get drafted into the sixth round. 
it took him that long to figure out this game, right? He wasn't a great college player, wasn't a great high school player. He wasn't even a great professional player initially, uh, but he but he just kept what he he learned just enough to keep getting ahead, keep getting ahead, and then boom, he explodes. And you see, you know, uh, who's another good example of this? Um, the, the wide receiver. Uh, football is the, the, the sport I know outside of, of, of boxing, so all my all my comparisons of football. But but the uh, the wide receiver, uh, Marquise Colston, down there out of um, New Orleans, the same mm-hmm. deal. Another guy, undrafted, didn't explode. It's, you just take a little time. If you were to look at it, if you were to look at their previous – progress you'd be like okay not quite literally that's what the draft does the draft says you're not worth that much right now we'll we'll give you a chance you know you pass the line but you're not we don't really expect you to stick around and do much and then some people it clicks and it just mm-hmm. takes some time and school is school is not realistic in that regard i agree with you and i'm gonna give you a pass even though you mentioned tom brady on my podcast because <laughs> <laughs> we talk about ben roethlisberger but tom brady uh, oh i mean you I'm big just, old just... big old ben who came out but that's a great example ben was huge yeah. he came out with a he's got all the physical advantages and he, he came out i think he was the first round pick i think he was our he was 20- 11 overall yeah Yep. So right, he was he was taking on the same class as our Rivers and the other yep. kid Manning. Eli Manning. Yep. Yeah. So, so yeah. Th- that that's really that's really telling, you know. And then I'll grant it, you know, in that in that class, that that's what four rings off the top of my head. Uh, well, between <laughs> Ben and Manning, that's four. Yeah. Rings. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's a, that's imp- that's really really something though. You you just you can't predict where you're going to go. You just have to continue trying to get there. You don't you know, it's direction. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's really direction. One of my favorite quotes is you know, I've I've heard variations of it. I prefer TI's version because I'm a rap fan and I just that's where I heard it first where he goes life life's about who makes it not about who makes it the fastest you know yep. uh, that that's all that matters and I think a lot of people get caught up on on one mistake or one setback or one fall off and they go no that's not it for me now now there are other goals you know you can pursue uh certainly at an early age where you got a lot of choices to make but I think I think that was one of the the the, the cool thing is about starting late is that is that I in my mindset I have no choice but to get boxing, I have no choice but to get math, right? Because what else am I? And that's how I really felt, and that that limitation I think really helped me stick with things, and now I carry that mentality into everything I do. And nobody can tell you otherwise, because to get that physics degree, I know how difficult that is. And you did that. You're top four in the nation in boxing. You've accomplished a lot, my friend. And you know, I I know that you love chess. I read it in your bio. I, I see that big <laughs> that big book behind you with the big chess that, pieces. Yeah, that's a big old book about uh tactics. I don't I don't know if this will be visible on the podcast, but uh, but it's because uh, it's audio. But yeah, you know, uh, studying tactics. Chess is a really great. Ah. Uh, I love it because, okay, so like there are different analogies for life, right? My three favorite are boxing, poker, and chess, but for different reasons. And the reason chess is one of my favorite analogies is that uh, chess is all about evaluating a position and then trying to make the best, the most optimal move, 
right? Which which is the best move. Perhaps not the most offensive, not the most defensive, but optimal. And that's what life is. Life is about a series of trade-offs along the way while you gradually improve your position. And sometimes you, the advantage you eke out is is only minimal, and you got to play with it. Sometimes you, you pick up a big one. But it's all about playing for that in a in an uncontrolled environment, in chaos, really. Mm-hmm. Now, that the chessboard isn't quite chaotic in the truest sense of the word, but it is in that there are so many different combinations that can show up. But a funny thing happens, the same kind of things show up consistently. And you start seeing them, and you go, okay, I kind of know what I got to do here and here. I don't know what's a bad idea here. I don't know what to watch out for here. And if you stick with it, you'll, you'll get better. And it's very objective, too. There's a number on your rating. You, you can't really BS in chess like boxing. You never know that a guy will come into a boxing room and cracks him up when I hear these stories. And he'll go, yeah, I got these fights. Now, let's pretend he goes on for like 20 fights. Let's pretend we couldn't look up his record on the Internet. And everyone's on the Internet. The minute you get in the ring, we're going to, we're like, we're going to see uh, if you were lying or if you just had a bad teacher. Or if you, you know, or, or you're sandbagging, like, like you can't really, when, when there's a real negative piece of feedback immediately, uh, no, no one, no one really holds back until you get really good. And then, and then the, yeah. the skill differential is so great that you're working with a guy and to, to help him get better, not, not trying to, you know, protect yourself. <laughs> Well, Ed, thank you so much for everything you shared on the last episode and on this one. I look, your story is phenomenal. I know that you have big things coming in the future. I have no doubt about that. EdLattimore.com is where people can find you. Check out your blog, connect with you across social media. So I want to make sure people do that. And uh, thanks so much, my friend. Let's do this again soon. We might have to do it live next time. Oh, yeah. You're right down the road, man. <laughs> That's right. We'll talk soon, my friend. Thanks again. All right. Hey everyone, I want to sincerely thank you for listening to the podcast. It really means a lot to me. Conversations are what I thrive on. It's something that I believe is so important for each and every one of us to have conversations that matter, to have conversations that connect us, to create relationships with each other. So the conversation that I have with the guests that are on the show, the conversations that the guests and I create to have with you are equally important and a great way for you to have conversations with us is to rate and review the podcast. So if you could go to Apple Podcasts, go to wherever you listen to your podcasts and rate and review this, it is much appreciated. And you can always find us at MediaMario.com. If you go to MediaMario.com, you can find all the things there. If you want to connect with the guests that I had on today or guests that I've had on the show in the past, you can go to MediaMario.com and get their information. If you want to connect with me and have a conversation with me, I welcome that. All my social links everywhere that you can find me all over the web is at MediaMario.com. So go there, visit us, connect with us. I'd love to have conversations with you. I hope you found value in today's show, and I can't wait to bring you the next conversation on the next episode of The Conversation Guy. Until then, have a wonderful day, and we'll talk to you real soon.